Time now for sports on 104.7 The Cave. Here's Ned Reynolds. Ned Reynolds, Mike, the intern, back in the studio. It's Monday, and going into the weekend, I believe the Chiefs were, what, plus two and a half? Was I right about that? About that. All it's, right. it's fluctuated uh, by a large margin, but a half a point is not a large margin. No, but it's it's going into this week. Any change there? Not really. It's two. San Francisco's favored by two. Really interesting note here because this is something of a historic run by the 49ers. They have been favored in every single game they have played this year, inclusive of the Super Bowl. First time that's happened since 2017, New England Patriots were favored by in every game that year as well. So maybe there is some historic precedence to it, and maybe there's not. We won't know until late Sunday evening. But the fact is that the Chiefs are ready to go. I think they're going to play well. Yeah, they do have some injury problems, but so do the Niners. And hey, that's all part of pro football. Those things do happen. Game of attrition, that's what I always say, and that's a lot of the reason why our team is there is because we, knock on wood, remain healthy all the way to the end. Uh, it's good that we will probably get Willie Gay. That's <laughs> definitely going to be nice to see him back in the game on Sunday. Yeah, Gay, Gay at linebacker, will be, he'll be there. He should be able to play. He has a neck injury, but you overcome those sorts of things. But Charles Amenahu will not. He is out for the Super Bowl, out probably for quite a while. Had a knee injury, had reconstructive surgery on that knee. So he is gone. So what do the Chiefs do? Well, probably bring in Mike Dana. He'll be the – he has played quite a bit mm-hmm. this year. The rotation so he, thing. Yeah, and that's exactly what it is, the rotation. So he'll be there, and they their, new, their number one draft choice, who's played a little bit this year, certainly he played in that final game against the Chargers, Felix Anadiku Ozama is how he pronounces his name, I think. <laughs> he is from Kansas State University, yep. but he's also he's from Blue Springs North, I think it is, outside Kansas City. That's where we're uh, in the suburbs of mm-hmm. Kansas City, Kansas. That's where he went to high school. But uh, he'll probably play quite a bit. He's a good player, yeah. really good player, and did see quite a bit of action. So a defensive end where you certainly have... <laughs> you have your big man out there, and uh, he does really help. He does, and and I've <laughs> been watching that guy, obviously, because I'm a K-State homer, so I know exactly who he is. It's incredible that we picked him up in the first round, and then he's going to get to uh, play in the Super Bowl. But Spags' plan for that throughout the entire year has come through for us in so many different games, in the regular and post, because of that rotation mentality. You move these guys throughout that system. Well, if they have to move over, you draft. Yeah, you and draft that's for depth. Smart, because man. depth is what wins the games. Super and smart. you do have a, a solid team. You're not necessarily drafting for the top star. You're drafting for your bench, and they do get in there. There's also a kid who, a couple of kids who have not played very much, B.J. Thompson from Baylor, and a fellow by the name of Malik Herring, who has not seen any action at all. But it's more than likely... It is possible, too, Mike, possible that the Chiefs could pick up somebody. There is a guy out there who has played. Seattle Seahawks cut him a couple weeks ago, and that's Frank Clark. It is possible that he could come back. I can't see that as being very likely because these these other guys are good players. But (laughs) with Andy Reid, you never know what might happen. You really don't. Uh, It's been interesting to watch them as they prepare. Uh, We can talk about the uh, Pro Bowl down the road if you want to, but I was following a lot of this stuff over the weekend and social media and the 
Chiefs leaving Kansas City yesterday and landing in Vegas last night. It was interesting to see all the Elvis impersonators waiting for them on the tarmac. Did you see that? No, I did it not. Was, I'm pretty sure I noticed one of the guys from one of the times I was at a wedding chapel, so I think he made it down there. But the Chiefs are in Sin City. They are there, and they will begin their work. Now, they have to be there a week ahead of time because of all the press conferences and the hype that goes into the Super Bowl. But, yeah, they left yesterday afternoon, uh, probably flew... I would, I would assume, into some of that storm system that's out there on the West Coast. But over and above all that, they are there, go through probably quasi-drills, not real serious, because you don't get into serious work at this time of the year. And you know what the San Francisco 49ers are going to do. The Niners know what the Chiefs are going to do. No mysteries. Just get out there and play some football. And we had one hell of a golf tournament over the weekend, didn't we? Well, it was, and a record was set in the third round of the competition. But that is where it ended. At 10 o'clock last night, the PGA said there's not going to be a fourth round. The weather conditions out in San Francisco and the Bay Area are a little bit too dicey to continue. Furthermore, the folks at Pebble Beach, their city government said shelter in place because there is a possibility of some flooding and so forth. PGA said we don't need to be playing golf at Pebble Beach. So the fourth round was canceled. The winner of the Pebble Beach Pro-Am is Wyndham Clark, and he pockets... $3,600,000. This was a $20 million tournament. Those are biggies. And Wyndham Clark, who is an emerging star, uh, was the winner of this one, shot a course record 60 on Saturday, and he that won. He wins it by one stroke over Ludwig Oberg, who is a youngster from Sweden, but went to college in this country at Texas Tech. And he is also an outstanding player. He finished 16-under and Clark at 17-under. So it's Wyndham Clark who wins the rain-to-shorten Pebble Beach National Pro-Am, which was finally ended at 10 o'clock our time last night. Man, a lot of money. It's crazy. Just hitting little balls around. (laughs) We had a lot of local college basketball teams on the courts. Uh, Did we get some wins? We did. The Bears came through. They were able to run away from Belmont in the final five minutes of the game and beat the Belmont Bruins from Nashville 87-80. So that's a big win for the Bears who continue their winning streak through the Northern Iowa up in Cedar Falls, Iowa on Wednesday night. Lady Bears went to Carbondale on Saturday and knocked off Southern Illinois 62-52, and they did it by outscoring Southern Illinois by eight points in the fourth period, breaking up a very close game. So the Lady Panthers are the or Lady Bears, I should say, are the big winners. So are the Lady Panthers. I find this <laughs> might to be extremely interesting. Back in December, early December, Southwest Baptist, which has usually been, oh, I, can't, I don't want to say patsy, that's not the word, but has been rather easy fodder for the Drury University Panthers, came here early December and beat Drury twice. Beat the ladies one by one point and the men by three, I think it was. In a doubleheader, a Drury loss to Southwest Baptist in early December. Not acceptable. They returned that visit over the weekend. Was there a vengeance in mind? Figure it out for yourself. The Lady Panthers beat Southwest Baptist 102-70. to Oh, my. And the Panthers turned around and beat their male counterpart, uh, counterparts, the Bearcats, 79-66. to Rather decisive victories. So Drury gets their payback with a couple of wins. But Mizzou did not have any success in Nashville. Vanderbilt defeated Missouri 68-61. The Missouri Tigers are 0-9. 
0-9 in the Southeastern Conference. And on a big-time losing streak, they've got to get well. There's still some of the regular season to go. But then there are the playoffs, and anything can happen. Anything can happen, but it's a good weekend when you can start your week with a bunch of wins from your teams. <laughs> uh, speaking of which... Like we said, uh, California's just getting nailed with rain right now. Were they actually able to do any racing in California? They did, but it was not last night when it was scheduled to be. NASCAR looked at the forecast and said, oh my, this, what are they calling it a, a river, Pacific River or yeah, something? Yeah, something like, kind of has to do with the way the, the atmospherics and all this that's stuff. What yeah, it is. it's, it's Atmospheric some, yeah, River. Yeah. Well, that was coming in to the Los Angeles area on Sunday. So they said, well, our race is Sunday night. Oh, contraire. They moved it to Saturday night in the Coliseum at Los Angeles, and Denny Hamlin got the win with Kyle Busch in second. This is the Busch Clash. It is not a points race. It's kind of the ceremonial opener to the NASCAR season, which now moves down to Florida, where they have race week coming up, and then the big one, which is the official season opener, and that'll be the Daytona 500 on the agenda for a couple of weeks from now. Man, it's crazy they uh, just say, hey, guess what? You guys got tickets for tomorrow? No, no, no. Be there tonight, right now. That's how they changed it. Yeah, I know they they did. did. It's just crazy (laughs) to me. Ned, you have a great day, and I'll see you tomorrow.